My name is Jason and Steve and welcome to the Generational Divide podcast episode six or season two of this podcast because it's been over a month since we recorded. That's right. It's been a minute and I've graduated high school. Yay. And he, you, what was the word we were going to say in the use? You didn't, you retired teaching. I retired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You didn't quit. That's right. Retired. Yeah, it's retirement has been really weird because now I got to like fill up my days. This is something I was talking about. It's because when you're running your own business or when you're trying to get something off to start it independently, you don't have a boss or you don't have any any way of tracking like how you're doing. It's so weird, right? Yeah. It's just, a problem. Yeah. So every day I like get up, I work, I work, I work, I work. And then at the end of the day, I just kind of stop whenever I feel like I should stop or whenever I need to stop. And then, uh, and then I just wake up the next day and I do the exact same thing. Grind don't stop. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, starting your own business is really hard, (laughs) apparently. Like, (laughs) like there's so many things that I'm learning right now that, you know, you know, like how to set up an LLC, like what legal forms do you need? Uh, I'm going to be working a lot with minors. Apparently you need to have all these different forms filled out. Well, yeah. I mean, well, I'm not a minor anymore. Yeah, I know. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see how it all goes. Uh, but yeah, like this has been like quite a, a big change. I think the next thing that we're going to try to do is try to get some visual recordings. So maybe we could like broadcast this on YouTube. At yes, the that is the next thing. I was going to bring my camera today, but for some reason the battery just stopped working out of nowhere. So I'm going to buy a new battery for it. And then, yeah. So you, you, you listeners will be seeing me and Mr. Flores in 1080p quality. You yeah. see all our pores and all <laughs> our our fi- facial disfigurements. Yeah, that's right. And there's plenty. I, you know, I don't know. I, I feel like I have a a face built for bo- podcasting. I don't know if it's gonna be <laughs> if it's gonna translate. We might lose viewers, we might <laughs> lose listenership. I don't know. Hey, maybe we'll gain some. Like maybe I could like pull in the the um, lady audience. You never know. Well, you're married, <laughs> so you can't do anything. But like you know, I'm not. I'm yeah. actually single right now. My number is. Oh, there he goes again, giving out his number. There was this one time uh, <laughs> in you know, in class uh, where he came, where Jason just comes into my class and he starts saying a bunch of things. I don't know what, what I don't remember what exactly he was saying, but he puts his phone number <laughs> on the whiteboard and for everyone to see and everyone to write down. So when he left, he didn't erase it or he didn't get rid of it. So I thought, you know what, I'm gonna leave it up there. And I'm gonna have every single one of my other periods text them and, and like and call. on the thing it says Jason Pasigan. Yes, and if if it wasn't obvious, for, I put from the morning announcements. Yeah, <laughs> so they they knew exactly who. It was. Yeah, so every time uh, he would come up on the morning of announcements, I would just tell all my students, "Hey, hey, hey starting like now's a good time <laughs> to text them." And so you just be getting like a ton of texts. I I could hear you like starting to get tripped up because you're getting a bunch of texts while. 
while you were reading messages and stuff. Yeah, then I'd turn on do not disturb mode after that. Yeah. <laughs> and stopped answering <laughs> and blocking people. Yeah. <laughs> I never blocked anyone. Oh, you didn't? No. I, th I thought I remembered somebody telling me that you blocked them. Yeah. But then anyways, that was the, the kind of misadventures that we would have in class. Yeah, I'm like thinking back about my uh, my teaching experience. I'm getting like really nostalgic. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to miss out on all those little moments of, you know, like just like having fun and, and talking with students and having that be a day to day part of my life. Yeah. And I haven't really missed it so far, <laughs> but it I can feel it coming because once uh, you know, the beginning of August comes, because that's when our school year typically starts. Yeah. Um, I can tell I'm going to I'm going to start to get all nostalgic. In fact, I already get like kind of nostalgic on some of the other podcasts that I do. But yeah. Well, maybe that's what we call this episode. Since it's season two, we should look back on our prior episodes and reflect. Not actually. When I mean reflect, I mean let's <laughs> let's five let's, <laughs> let's deconstruct how it is a one month later after I've graduated high school and you've retired teaching. Yeah. So how have you been uh, after re mm. retirement? So after retirement of my high school, I've been. Uh, I was a lost for a little bit because, like, oh, my gosh, I have nothing to do anymore. And then I got sad. And then I was like, no, I don't like being sad. And then I went out a lot, but then had free time to myself and then worked out a lot. And I'm still working out a lot. So, yeah. And I and now I just found that balance of going out and then having alone time. And like staying up till five o'clock in the morning. Okay, that's not every night. That's just some nights when me and my other friends. That's leave, just you every know. time I need to get a hold. Oh, of them. it's ironically that's just a cosmic <laughs> coincidence. <laughs> it's a cosmic coincidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm functioning. I'm doing the podcast right now, right? Uh, somewhat. <laughs> what do you mean, somewhat? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I think I think some of the things I've learned post-graduation is that I am very nervous leaving my comfort zone of everyone here and making new experiences of the college I'm going to mm. because I'm starting from scratch. Like, yeah, I, I built up a whole like person for myself at um, a high school, but it's like not none of that crap matters. No one will care of what I did in high school. That's true. Yeah. So I got to, you know, start from the ground up and be my outgoing self, make friends, like take risks. Yeah. And obviously it may seem that I'm an outgoing person. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm not nervous, but ooh, I'm a very nervous person. Like I, <laughs> I overthink almost everything. I have, I have anxiety. So it's like, you know, I overthink things. I just fake it till I make it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, I feel like... Your entering of college is very different than my my when my whole experience, because for me, I was like, oh, I can't get wait. I can't wait to get out of high school because I have like unlike you, I was the exact opposite. I had zero reputation <laughs> leaving high school. Like I, I'm willing to bet that if you were to poll like 100 people in my class, like two people would remember who I was. <laughs> like literally, that's how. <laughs> Uh, how different our experiences were. You were so part of so many things, you know? Yeah. Like, you did the morning announcements. You were part of, like, ASB, I think. Yeah. Yeah, you did. There was a lot of controversy with you <laughs> and uh, the IB classes and certain teachers. <laughs> there was, like... Yeah, there, there was... Uh, you were pretty well-known. Yeah. And so, like, in that way, we're the opposite. But it's weird how college is going to level that out, right? Yeah. For me, entering into college, I saw that as, 
oh, this is my opportunity to change, mm-hmm. right? My opportunity to be something more or to actually get, you know, get some recognition, I, I guess, uh, that I didn't have. Now, when I actually got to college, is that what happened? No. <laughs> <laughs> my habits just kind of like followed me. But I did feel like like I was in a, um, I guess I want to say like a fish tank yeah. in high school. And then going into college felt like being thrown into the ocean, right? Like where all of a sudden I'm starting to see like, oh, it's not just other fish that look at me. There's like, there's like dolphins and there's whales and there's squids and there's sharks, right? There's like, like you start to see the huge variety of people and you start to see, oh, wow, everything that I thought was normal may not be normal, like how I approach things or whatever. And even how I speak. Yeah. So the way I speak now is very different than when I graduated high school. Yeah, you have different vernacular. Yeah. <laughs> I work I worked really hard to get rid of my accent. <laughs> you know, I, I had a like a like a pretty bad, you know, Mexican accent, you know? Yeah. It's like, what's up, fool? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of the weird things about speaking in that way that I realized was, hey, uh, other people find Mexican people really aggressive. You know, like, hmm. like what, that was my experience. This is, you know, granted, this was 20 years ago when yeah. I entered into college. But, yeah, I would just talk to people and they would look at me like kind of shocked a lot of the times, you know. And so and then I would see like that wall start to go up of like, oh, OK, buddy. And then see you later, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I remember having a lot of those experiences to the point where one day I just sat in the quad, uh-huh. you know, and I just try to sit like creepily next to other people having conversations, <laughs> mainly white people. Cause I was like, what am I doing differently than these people are? Mm-hmm. And then I started hearing how they were talking and the types of things that they were talking about. I was like, wow, this is, this is weird. This is like, like tuning into a, uh, different planet, like a show. Yeah. Of, of like aliens. Cause different cultures, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's different very growing different. up, different everything. Yeah, and I found that a lot of what they talked about was like nothing. <laughs> you know, like, like there was a whole, like, it seemed like to me, it felt like, oh, these people are just using a bunch of extra words to not say much. Mm. But I, I then I started to see, like, oh, this is just kind of like etiquette or being nice and, and they're not very direct yeah, about I- things. Like, th- that's the other thing. Like, if you're Hispanic at all, like, I think Filipinos are kind of like this, too. Yes. Are super direct. Yes. Direct to the point. I think since I, I'm both Hispanic and Filipino, I can very much tell you they're, like, you could tell really from the older generations that they're very direct yeah. to the point where, like, they don't care if it hurts your feelings or not. Straight up. Yeah. You know, when I was a kid, uh, one of our cousins, we used to just call him Chino, you know, because it was like... Because he looked like a Chinese guy. <laughs> My gosh. And, and we had another we had another cousin. You used to just call him Gordo, right? Like, hey, Gordo, come over here. You know, like, and that literally just translates to fat. Yeah. You know, I was like, hey, fat, come over here. Like, <laughs> oh, we're going to go play, you know? like It's different times. Yeah, dude. It's and, very different times. Yeah. And can you imagine, like, if you were to directly translate the things that we would say into English, it would sound horrific yeah you know even like the way we would like describe like other other people or just like how we would say hi you know um 
Like it, it would get pretty, uh, pretty bad, pretty bad. I mean, even just uh, putting those things in today's society and day, it all would be horrible. It'd go over really. Yeah, I'd bad. definitely get canceled. Yeah, my whole family would get canceled. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's okay. It's, it's a generational divide. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it, it makes me wonder about about where the direction that things are going in. Because my fear is, I find that I have to really think hard about how I'm going to say things. And so there's like a lot of what's go- what I think is like self-censorship that's going on, mm-hmm. you know, and I, what I don't want is for that to go so far that I can't even think. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that I definitely actually had a conversation with a friend about this last night. Like he was, um, he was watching this person. I was is like a, a um, like an influencer. His name is Cobra Tate. He's like very like very toxic masculinity and stuff. And he was laughing about like some of the things he was saying because this guy was called Tate. He was like saying very bad things about women and stuff like that. Like kind of comparing them to objects and stuff. Like what, Jason? Huh? He was comparing. Uh, Tate was comparing a car leaving a Lamborghini in a parking garage to letting a, a girl go to a bar by herself. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. And he said, he kept saying, my girl, like, that's my, he called, he literally said, that girl's my wife or that my girlfriend's my property. Uh, that's what this guy said. Okay. And my friend who was watching him was laughing at it because he was like, oh my gosh, this is so ridiculous. But this guy believes he's like so right and stuff. And then he had, um, like, a family member, like, see him, like, listen to him and, like, had him turn it off. He's like, hey, you can't be laughing at that because it's like, this is what it means. And we, but then he had, a, my friend had explained stuff. Oh, I'm laughing because how ridiculous it is. And he can't believe that someone can actually believe this thing and how other people blindly follow it. And then he felt guilty about laughing about it and guilty about just, like, you know, actually watching him, even though it wasn't to support this Tate character. It was even just to make fun of it or, like, you know to like process it you know right but yeah. he he felt guilty about it he like expressed that to me i'm like oh you don't have to like worry about that like no it's fine to laugh about it because the, the intention of you laughing about it is because he's ludicrous he's saying all these ludicrous things to in your opinion and then you're not like supporting him and like i don't think anyone would think you're like following his like path yeah. just because you're laughing at him you know i think we should go to a comedy club because <laughs> right? that that's where you that, that that's was... where you get to see all that in action like exactly what you're saying Right. And, in, in, you know, in a comedy club, what happens is, you know, you have your comedian, they go up, they make jokes. Jokes are not appropriate, at least the good ones. Yes. Right. They'll say a bunch of ridiculous things and the audience will just laugh, laugh at how ridiculous it is. Yeah. Now, what does that mean a comedy show is? I think a comedy show is something that unifies people, because when we all laugh together, we're all saying, hey, we all agree that what he just said is ridiculous. Yes. Right? And so it brings like a little like sense of community. I think that's what, I think your friends shouldn't feel bad about laughing at something that is ridiculous because the laughter itself is saying, hey, that's not appropriate. Exactly. And it's like, also it's not, laughter isn't necessarily like supporting someone. Like it's not. Like obviously we laugh at a joke because it's funny. Like obviously it's ludicrous and it's funny. We support our friend making a funny joke. But like, I guess that's what he interpreted just laughing in general is. And, like, he just felt so guilty about yeah, it. Yeah. There's, like, there's like, people no. that get too sensitive about things that say, like, oh, if you follow somebody or if you listen to something or if you hear something 
and you react to it, then that must mean that you agree completely with exactly. it. Exactly. And that's not the case. You, like, <laughs> I, I'm going to be honest. I hate watching some people. Like, I, I follow some people because I'm just like, oh, my gosh, what the F are you doing? I'm mm-hmm. just like, ah. But, yeah, it's like, I, I think um, if we're talking about going back to self-censorship and stuff, I think... Um, I definitely think people are kind of worried about getting canceled. I think people need to just, like, back up before we just, like, you know, attack someone. Like, we want to understand why. or it, It's, like, instead of, like, oh, like, trying to, like, make someone think a certain way, I think we should understand one another other yeah. than just, like... You know, you know, that that gives me a lot of hope for the younger generation. Because when I have, ta- you know, when I talk to you and I talk to a lot of your classmates and people of your age, um, even younger, they seem to get... They seem to understand that all of this stuff is pretty ridiculous, right? Yeah. Like the way people are having discourse with each other or even talking to each other. And and there's uh, that gives me hope because it also tells me that you that the younger generations are picking up on something that older generations are just not, right? And I think it has a lot to do with how you guys communicate with each other. You know, because I noticed that you guys do talk, like, text a lot with each other. Yeah. And there's a lot of, uh, like, the you somehow your generation has managed to figure out a way of communicating with each other so that you understand one another. Like, one of the things that I have a hard time doing is, is uh, texting people and then I'll, like, sarcasm doesn't really come across. Yeah. Right? Like... I, for, for the way that we do sarcasm or like, I would say we do like comedy or say something sarcastically would either be like caps lock. It's like texting etiquette. It's like, no one's like made this up, but it's like, you know, somehow you guys all look like, you know, know, like adding like emojis at the end, certain emojis at the end of them, doing things in capital, like doing up and down lowercase. It's like different etiquette. Do you guys use like gifs and memes and stuff when you're texting with one another? I'm going to be honest with you. That's usually the older generation. Ah, I knew it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was just and wondering because I have like a text thread with me <laughs> and all my cousins and stuff, and we're like, and we do that a lot. Yeah, that's that's the older generation. Yeah, I guess I'm buddy. just old. <laughs> like, I'll pull up my, I'll pull up a conversation right now, like, like quickly, like if you look at it, it's like there's no, like we send videos or like pictures, like jokes, but we never send like animated gifs or whatever. It's uh, just like you know. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I, I guess I'm a part of the old crew then, and I thought I was being so cool and clever. You're and hip. <laughs> no. Yeah, I guess not. I guess I'm just old. Yeah, like I'm curious, like how how you get uh, like sarcasm, like sarcasm especially, right? Mm-hmm. Because sarcasm and tone really determine like what a statement means. Oh yeah, I agree right? a lot. So, I, I personally hate if we compare texting to like talking on the phone, I will I will always choose talking on the phone because I feel like for me this is I feel like this is a personal thing. I feel like I come up with my points on the fly and I feel like sometimes overthinking something because with text you're obviously thinking, right? You're thinking stuff so you you kind of tend to overthink things or your point can't get across because of tone all these different um, language barriers, and obviously it's better to face-to-face to talk to someone, right? It's faster as well. So what I find is that 
Uh, we have actually had this on when we started um, messaging each other that I would send things in a little blurbs instead of one big paragraph, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I tend to do that because that's how I try to I try to make texting how I would do if I were to talk to someone. So gotcha. obviously when you're saying something, you don't have a big paragraph in your head, right? Yeah. You have just well, these little ideas and blurbs you want to say. So if let's just say I'm texting you like right now. I was like, hey, do you want to meet up um, at 3.15 p.m.? Send is like. Or would a different time be better for you than send? Like, that's how it works for me. Like, I've scattered. Huh. But then again, I, it, it's because my, the See, way my brain I, works is different. I do think in paragraphs. I oh. don't think in, like, <laughs> I think that's, like, a big difference. Because I, I, I think in, like, okay, like, there's a lot of structure to how I think. Yeah. And I think that might, that might be, like, the big difference, right? And the reason why I don't like, like, a bunch of, like, smaller text is that I don't like, like, it gives me anxiety when my phone just starts blowing up. <laughs> yeah. Right? When it starts going, bzz, 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 bzz. I'm like, oh, my God. The only time, like, you know, being an older guy, the only time that happens uh, to me is if there's an emergency. Yeah. You know, like, my wife's freaking out because, you know, she hit something with her car or, you know, uh, you know, like, one of the kids fell or, you know, like, some... Like, that's when I'll get, like, those, like, yeah. you know, like, all those, like, texts all, like, short. And, but when I text with, like, other people my age, we do, like, these long paragraphs and just send one, right? And I'll even sit there and I'll go, I'll write it all out. And then I'll look at it to see if I'm, like, misspelling anything or if I need to change the structure of it. And then, and then I send it all out, you know, all at once. And even I, even in that, I try to go like, all right, does this sound natural? You know? Oh my gosh! <laughs> like, so there's a lot of thinking that goes on when I'm trying to communicate with somebody because my goal is, all right, I want to be as clear as I possibly can. Yeah, I think definitely it's an older generation, like because like my people, my age group, we make fun of those long paragraphs. Like, excuse That's me, it's hilarious. You should look at you should look at. Uh, like, I sent a particularly long one the other day. Like, for example, so there's this, like, meme or, like, a little inside joke around where, let's just say there's, like, a big paragraph saying, like, we, like, a, like a girlfriend or boyfriend or, like, a brother, sister, like, someone we need to talk or something. It's, like, a breakup or, like, it's confessing your feelings to someone, right? It's a big paragraph, right? Because, yeah, we do big paragraphs, too, but it's, like, if it's very important, that's a big paragraph. But, yeah, it's usually to, like, spill out emotions or say something important that he's showing me his paragraphs. And they take uh, up the whole screen. Like, I mean, yeah. So, usually, what we like, the joke is if someone sends that to you, it's like, oh, my gosh. So, do you know what 8-Ball is, like, on the phone? It's a game. Okay, it's like so, a pool game, Okay, right? so, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to demonstrate it just so it makes sense. So, um. So basically, let's just say uh, my friend just put a big paragraph right here, right? Just imagine it, right? Mm -hmm. So in the response, you don't you read it, you don't read it all. You just send an eight ball pull like that to the paragraph. Okay, what does that and mean? Then that's the joke. But what's the joke? The joke is this person spent uh, this entire time like writing this heartfelt thing, whatever it's serious, like heartfelt, whatever, and your response is simple, eight ball pull. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is this is like the highlight of of uh, of the generational divide right here because I'm like I still don't get that joke. It's funny, you know. Is it like uh, like is it like a too long didn't read type kind of deal? Of, kind of exactly like that, or like yeah, it's like it's like you know how leaving someone on red. You know what that means? 
No. <laughs> oh my God. I know what this episode's called. It's called the communicational divide. Yeah, I know. Because <laughs> then we were just talking about different right. ways. Okay. Yeah. So basically, okay. teach me. Teach leaving me. <laughs> leaving someone on red. So let's just say um. Uh, let's see. Let's say I'm texting my friend, right? So see, it says right here. It says red at that time, right? Oh, okay. So it shows you when. when yeah. Some people have something. that on, but on Instagram or Snapchat, it's automatically on. On iMessages or stuff like that, it's not always on. So if you let's just say someone like let, put a bare, big, a big paragraph, right, and you just open it, you never respond. That's leaving you on red. Yeah, <laughs> it's like damn. Like this person's not even responding to me. Like kind of like ghosting. It's yeah, kind of worse than it. ghosting yeah. though, because it's like they they literally open and acknowledge it. They're just I not responding to you. Poured my heart out to you, and this is what I get. A red or <laughs> left undelivered when they it doesn't even say red. You're just undelivered. Yeah. And then the ultimate, like if you're ballsy and you're like, oh, you do the eight ball pull. Gotcha. All right. Okay. I think I'm starting to get it. Yeah. Uh, interesting. It's interesting to me that, that that's so, that's so, I would find that like so disrespectful. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. But at the same time, like I'm trying to think back of how I was as a, uh, as a kid, right? Cause we would do all sorts of disrespectful things to each other all the time. You know, like, like in football, we would all shower together. That was normal. <laughs> yeah. Right. I don't know if, if that still happens or if the laws have changed, but yeah, it was normal. Like if, uh, if somebody was showering <laughs> and one person didn't want to take off their underwear, like the guys would just, you know, while he has shampoo in his hair and you can't see, we'll just like circle around him and all pee on him. What? Yeah. <laughs> what the heck? Are you for, you did this? Uh, I never participated personally. I'm too nice, but yeah, that was kind of normal, you know. <laughs> like weird. there are certain things where where people got in serious trouble for doing, you know, but they they weren't like super uncommon. There was one time uh you know, the freshmen had their football practice before the uh the the varsity and, and junior varsity, yeah. right? So they would get dressed, they would go off, and then as they were coming out, uh a bunch of the seniors and juniors, mostly the juniors, it wasn't actually the seniors, a bunch of the juniors just like all like pissed and pooped into like a giant, um, amalgamation. Like, yeah. Into a giant, uh, trash can. Like, you know, those like giant gray trash cans. Why? And then just poured it over them. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> That's disgusting. Wow. Yeah, that is disgusting. That. Right. And, and you know, there was, there'll be other things like, you know, like sometimes I'll just walk into the bathroom and there'll just be a huge turd in the urinal. <laughs> okay, well, that, that, that still happens. Yeah, okay. That, that still happens. So some things haven't changed. That's good to hear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, there's a lot of like crazy things that would happen. I'm wondering if they just still, if those are just things that will always happen, right? Yeah. Like in future generations and how far back that goes. Where like especially with guys and boys, there's like a like there's like this animalistic uh, part of our humor. Yeah, right. Definitely. Like when guys get hurt, like it's funny. Like especially if one of your friends gets hurt in a ridiculous way. <laughs> so funny. It's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. You know, I remember one time, like, and this is gonna look bad on me, but one time I was walking with my friend, we were just talking. And you know how in some of the, the electrical posts, they'll have a wire that comes down into the concrete? Yes. Right? The ground. Yeah. One time, I was just walking, talking, 
and he saw it. He didn't even tell me. He just saw it and I, because I wasn't paying attention. I was into like whatever I was talking about. I just w- walked and that wire got right in between my legs and I just, you know, crushed my, Ooh. my biscuits right on it, you know, and fell over. Cause I was just like, Oh, <laughs> he just, and he just laughed and laughed for like weeks, you know, after that, <laughs> he would bring it up, you know, or I'll be trying to talk to like somebody else, some other friend and he'd be like, Oh dude, Steve, you remember when you <laughs> ran into that? Oh, yeah. Like, that, 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 that's still, that's still, that's still exists. Yeah. Like, but it, it, yeah, those things really cracked me up. Like, and you would see it with other friends too, you know? And there's something about like, like going through those things together that kind of brings you closer to your friends. Exactly. Yeah. Or you, just difficult things in general. Yeah. It's like that so that sense of communication will always be there no matter what. Yeah. It's just going to look different. Right. Yeah, but like, well, like the story said, like I had stories like that too, you know. So like, there's some things that'll always be the same for communicating and like bonding with people. Yeah, yeah, it, but it's different. I think it's different between boys and girls too. Well, yeah, you know, I was I was listening to uh, these psychologists on one of the podcasts I listen to because I listen to a lot of these things. Um, like, start to talk about oh, uh, how we used to think that boys were more aggressive than girls. Mm-hmm. You know, for the longest time, that was just like assumed. And then until this female psychologist uh, decided to question those theories and go like, wait, like that doesn't kind of like from my own experience being a woman, like that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Right. So what she what they would do is you could do these class experiments where you could go into like, let's say, an elementary school and then look at the playground. And then because uh, you could see altercations like fights and stuff break out. Yeah. They could write down, oh, OK, like five fights broke out, six fights broke out, right? Yeah. And traditionally, that's how we, that's how the whole field thought, oh, boys are more aggressive than girls. Oh, yeah. Because boys would get into these fights, right? But girls wouldn't. And she was like, that's not right. So what she did is she did that same experiment, but once all the kids were leaving, she would ask all the kids how many fights happened, right? And what she found was that when girls uh, would report Oh, yeah, there was like six fights out there. There was four fights out there. There was five fights out there. And those numbers were corresponding to how many fights the boys were getting into. Mm. And so she was like, yeah, like we think that boys are more aggressive than girls, but that's because girls fight differently. Yeah. Right. They fight like um, like a fight could be for a girl like uh, this group of girls are all talking and then this other girl comes in to try and be a part of the group and then they all reject her. Mm. Right. Or, you know, there'll be, like, a lot of slights and things like that that are happening. Yeah. Or, they'll, you know, a group of girls will start talking about uh, some other girl. It's just, like, a different form of aggression or, like... Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it happens equally as much. It mm. makes me, like, you know, I, I find all that stuff, like, the human psychology part of it really interesting. Because it's like, oh, yeah, guys, we use that as a way of, like, bonding. Whereas girls, they don't. You know, which is yeah. kind of like, I feel like that's important information to understand because what they started to see is like when guys fight, like we can be friends after we fight. That's, that's true. Right. Yeah. Like, like, is you know, like we, you know, me and you get into an, like get into an argument or whatever. And then we just start fighting each other. Right. <laughs> like I punch you, you punch me, <laughs> yeah. you know, we, we uh-huh. go to the ground or whatever. And then, and then out at the end of it, you know, we'll hug and then we'll go like, ah. Uh, 
Yeah, that was weird. And then we'll move on with our days, right? Yeah. yeah it's like maybe, in the moment. Yeah, it's like in the moment, you know. And the better you are at like just letting that go in the moment, like the easier it is for you to make friends. Yeah. As a guy, right? Mm-hmm. If you hold on to it and you still go like, "Oh, I can't believe Jason still believes." Like 3 days after that whole thing happened, nobody wants to be friends with you. Yeah. Right? And so like that's that's kind of like how guy dynamics work. Mm-hmm. But then the, what they were talking about was that girls they can't do that. Like mm. once there's a fight, like nine times out of ten, those girls never make up. Mm. So the way they cope with the fights is they just avoid each other. You know, which is like. And this was like on a a podcast. What podcast was this? Uh, I can't remember. It was like a woman psychologist though. No, it was two male psychologists that were talking about the research. I think it was like the Jordan Peterson podcast. Ah, I see, I see, I see. Yeah. But yeah, they like they have like a lot of uh interesting conversations on on psychology. So if you're psychology. into psychology, you could uh, there's lots of podcasts. Like podcasts have changed my life, dude. Same. But I listen to the more comedic sides. So yeah. It's like, you know. But the comedic ones are funny in my opinion. Right. Well, they're comedic, so. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> I feel like that's how I like, you know, I talk, like communicate. I feel like, oh, hmm. let's let's go back on the, the means of communication here because I want to make a point of something. Okay. Something, like a discovery I made. People tend to like, I feel like confident people, even though they're saying BS, to people will still listen to them, even if it's BS, if they believe themselves hard enough. Like, I feel like that's like, if we talked about this Tate guy, like why my friend was laughing, it's because he was so confident in himself. Like he was like sounding so serious about it that it sounded like, mm. like I understand why young people would like follow him, you know? So, so it's like, I like, like I'll give an example. Like remember in the classroom, like I would say utter ludicrous sometimes, right? Okay. But I would say it in a confident manner or say it like, you know, um, like I'd be serious about it or I'd say it confidently, even though half the things I'm saying, I don't even understand what I'm saying, but I said it with <laughs> such conviction or like such in a way that people would believe me or like, at least think, that's what he tried. <laughs> well, in, in class, it's, I obviously made it differently, but like in, I don't want to. When in different situations I've been in, it's like I've said something or like said some things to like try to like lead on to somewhere or like trying to make the other person lead on to somewhere to tell me something or I try to make convince someone of something when I'm just like BSing on the spot and it's like, you know, it kind of works. So. Mm. so I feel like like politicians, why are you giving me that face? Because I have no idea what you just said. <laughs> oh my okay. So example, so example, let's just say I'm unsure myself. I'm like, oh yeah, like... um earth is round like that i didn't sound confident at all right like let's just say okay. like you're an alien right like you're like oh, i'm like oh um uh, yeah i think the earth's round but if i'm like if i talk like this like yeah definitely the earth is flat and all like um do you see the curvature of there it's actually an astronomical like anom- anomaly that it's due to the heat waves and the radiation of the sun like i said that with such conviction okay. such blah 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 that you know Okay, it sounds more so you get my point now. Here's right? what I want to know: All right, let's is hear. like how many of the listeners to like shows like that are hate watching like you, mm. right? Because if it's like a high percentage, like eighty percent, 
right? Yeah. Then it's like, oh, that kind of takes his power away. That's true, but I think for like, let's say that's the Tate guy, the bat, like the the dude that's not cool. I think a lot of people are actually just actually like, because I think it but it targets why, the younger why people. Why do you believe that? Huh? Do you think younger people are just more gullible? Than I older think they're. People? I think they're just. I think. Well, for what the things he's saying specifically, I think it's just more insecure guys and also like younger guys because it's like, oh, they just see this um, this guy talk all this stuff all confidently yeah. and like, oh, he's obviously putting up a front. So all these insecure guys or like um, these younger men, they're like, oh, he must be like cool, blah, 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 and then follow him. Gotcha. And then it's okay. also evident like if you look at comments, it's like and like likes, you can see all the support he actually gets rather than like actual people who are hate watching or like hate you know because right. if they were actually hate watching or like all that you he wouldn't be getting all these likes he wouldn't be getting all these like attention and followers you know gotcha okay all right so now i have like a lot of thoughts on that uh because it reminds me of like experiences when i had all right so i didn't grow up with like a strong father figure in my life right yeah. so my dad just kind of like you know the only reason why he would communicate with us is he felt like we could help him change the oil or change a, you know, like change a wheel or change yeah. the brakes in a car. You know, like, like it was all like very functional. There's no advice being given. There's a lot of like, I can't believe you did that stupid, you know, like, like a lot of that, you know. Um, and, uh, and then, you know, eventually he just kind of took off and didn't see us for a while. But I think when you grow up like that, where there's no strong, like male presence, like, yeah. like even though he was there, he was like, he was not giving advice. He was not giving direction. He was not even like giving, um, like, cause I think the most important thing that a dad could do is say, when you are doing a good job, like, Hey, good job. Yeah. Like, Hey, you, I saw that you really worked hard at that. Or I saw, like, I'm noticing your efforts. Mm -hmm. Right. And then if you are screwing up, I think it's also their responsibility to go like, hey, man, uh, I don't think you're living up to your potential right now. Yeah, it needs a balance. Right. Yeah. You're right. But I didn't get any of that. Yeah. And I think a lot of people aren't getting that. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of like where you're going, like what your worry is going. And I, and I do think there is some validity to that because when I didn't have any direction, I just started to look at you know, whatever was popular. Exactly. Right. And when I was in the beginning of college, what was popular was, uh, this book called the game by this author named Neil Strauss. I'm going to look, look at it. Yeah. <laughs> it's all, the whole book is about how to pick up girls. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That book changed my life, man. It was like, and it taught me something very important, you know, what, uh, by who? Neil Strauss, N-E-I-L-S-T-R-A-U-S-S. -S. Now, like since that book is <laughs> the come game, out, yeah, penetrating the secret society of pickup artists. That's right. Yeah, that's mm. it's pretty. It's a really interesting book because it's written from this nerdy, like really nerdy, uh, writer who hears about like this whole like underground society of people who's primary goal is to pick up women right and it's kind of like a like a very like i don't know like misogynistic kind of book in that it, it treats women as being like like these little unthinking robots that, that that's that's what this take guy's right? doing yeah yeah 
like like they're like they just can't think for themselves or if you just say the right combination of things or words then you can get a exactly. girl or whatever yes. and you know i'm saying that th- if this was popular back in your was this book was popular right in your yeah it was pretty popular See, yeah. that's the thing it's like we're seeing like a resurgence of all that in like media like i obviously see right. it on tiktok on um youtube there's these actual pickup artists on youtube that get millions of views that like young men like are actually like following and i'm just like holy crap like see here's what we're like this is kind of like probably an indicator of something bigger that it's going on right because in my experience when i talked to guys that were like just naturally confident yeah right like that didn't have to read the book that just like it was easy for them just to go up to girls and and go talk to them and treat them like normal human beings yeah, yeah right uh and you would bring up the book to them. I was like, oh, did you read this book? They'd be like, nah, dude, that's like, that's for losers. Like, exactly. I, don't, I don't do that. Right. And I'd be like, well, I'd want to know more. Cause I'd be like, how'd you get to this point? Like, how'd you get to a point where you are, uh, like just so confident, right? Like I didn't, I never understood confident people because mm. I was never a confident person. Are I was you confident always, now. I'm pretty confident now. Okay. Right. But there's like a whole story to that. Yeah. It's- but, uh, at the time, I remember going like being so confused by them. But then when you would talk to these guys, they they all had like like or a lot of them uh, had were like separated into like two categories. One of them was like some of these guys were just naturally good at talking to women, at being relaxed. Um, they had a lot of experience with women growing up. Maybe they had like a ton of sisters. Oh, right? yeah. Or, you know, they just like understood like girls to like a different level uh, or um, oh my gosh. or they just had like some kind of natural swagger. But then there was like this other group of guys that like they just had really stable backgrounds. Like they had fathers that were present. Right. That showed them how to do things or how to accomplish goals and how to like and gave them. And I feel like having like a strong father figure gives you like a sort of confidence that guys like me who never had any of that, like just didn't even understand or couldn't comprehend. Mm. So if you wind up in that position, then why, what, what you start to do is you start to look at other confident people and you start to go like, oh, they sound confident. Maybe what they have to say sounds valid. And then I'm going to go along that path and follow it. Yeah. Right now. That's not like the end of the story, though, right? Like, cause I I read that book and I was like, and I was trying out things that oh, were no. in that book, uh, and with varying degrees of success. Uh, okay, it's so, it's so cringy. <laughs> I know, yeah. Uh, you you were that guy. Yeah, like uh, I said, we were the opposite, you know, growing up. But oh, oh, sorry, you said something like growing up with a lot of like um, women around. I think I I never understood. Like, I people have asked me like um, in high school, like people are asking. Cause they're like, Jason, you have so many friends that are girls. Like, how do you do that? Like, or people would go up to me and say, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just get nervous when I just talk to girls, even Jason as friends. Ladies, man. Well, it's not even like that. I just, I just treat them like, like, like normal. people, like people. Exactly. <laughs> that, that, I mean, that's, that's, I feel yeah. like that's like a divine, well, like some people have. Some like, guys don't know that you should do that. Yeah. It's, it's, right? it's I feel really like if rude. I were your, like, if I were your age, you know, with my background, I'd be asking you that, like. Hey, what's up with these strange alien beings called chicks? You know? <laughs> yeah, it's just, I just, I, I'm thinking of like certain people right now because they've asked me like, oh, Jason, like, how are you just like so like comfortable like around these people? I'm just like, 
Oh, because, you know, they're just, I just treat them like friends, like normal people. There's like, yeah, there's a gender difference between us. And like, there's obviously different things about us. But at the end of the day, we're still humans, you know? Mm -hmm. And but uh, you said something saying that um, growing like a strong father figure, but you also said growing up with a a lot of women. And I I didn't realize that could be a factor right now, but I grew up like around a lot of women, like um, my mother, obviously. And I had a lot of my, a lot of my relatives, like aunts, uncles, cousins are all like girls growing up so i actually think that could have been a contributing factor as well yeah I yeah because it's like that, that nature nurture thing right yeah so like you know you could be growing up in an environment where you just kind of like aren't intimidated by them because you're always around them yeah right <laughs> so it's easy to talk to them like you don't have any issues seeing them as people but if you're a guy and you've only been around other guys like you have a bunch of brothers you don't have any uh anyone else to kind of like bounce ideas off of and and, you know, kind of one of the problems with having brothers is that you're all competitive, right? Yeah. So you don't, like, uh, talk to each other about, like, girls or, or any of that stuff, right? So, yeah, I, th- I think that that if there is a large audience for a person like Tate, then you got to ask yourself, all right, how many of these people uh, are hate watching? How many of these people don't? have any kind of positive male direction in their lives yeah i i just it's like it's sad like like you said like you obviously read that book and i'm not like blaming but like she sees just like these ludicrous ideas just yeah get like brought into younger people right just even people but you know which should give you hope is that i don't view women like that anymore exactly right and Mm -hmm. i didn't view women like that for very long after i read the book yeah right because one of the things that i found is by the time i got to the end of the book uh the author was realizing like oh i've gotten so good at picking up women i don't i can't keep them around for like longer than a week (laughs) right because i like like my all my skill set just kind of ends there right and then so the next part of it to me seem to be like, well, if you want to, so if you're thinking about this logically, right, if you want a girl to be, to like you, like, like you're not just tricking somebody. Yeah. Right. Um, if you want them to like you and you want it to be over a long period of time, gotta be yourself. then no, I don't agree with that, but you got to be somebody that's worthy of having. Oh Yeah. Right. Yeah. You don't want to be with someone who's bringing you down. Yeah. You don't like, yeah. You don't want to be with somebody that's bringing you down. You don't want to be somebody that's of low quality. Right. You want to be with somebody that, that you like kind of enjoy being around. Yeah. Right. So there's an aspect of being yourself, right? Like in terms of being yourself, your preferences. Yeah. You could lean into those, right. That parts of your, of your personality. But in terms of, all the other parts of your your personality like you could always be more you could always be smarter you could always be stronger always you could probably growth. always be healthier right yeah. you could always get better at whatever it is that you're doing right and so when you say like oh just be yourself i'm like mm, be your preferences but, but be open to change yeah like exactly. try to get better all the time yeah when right? i say be yourself it's like don't just don't put on a mask be like oh blah, yeah blah, blah, blah. yeah yeah and that's kind of like what what winds up happening if you follow that that along that advice is maybe you'll be able to get girls right but you're not going to be able to keep them yeah right and then after that after like coming to that realization of like oh okay i i i can talk to girls but like they don't 
like I'm not really worthy of having, right? So yeah. I should do things. I should do more things, right? I should really lean into studying and working hard and and trying to actually be a smart person. And I should like hit the gym a lot and actually like try to be a physically fit person. And I should, I don't know, like try to have experiences. So I started like taking in on all the, all these jobs doing, like, you, you know, by the time I graduate, yeah, you know, like, and, and figure out who exactly it is that I am. And, and so with that, then you start to get, once you figure all that stuff out, then you can get into like a stable relationship. Yeah. 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 I think that's a good place to call it a day. Damn, we, we went, we, we, the main focus here was communication. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it kind of, sh- you know, shifted over into like relationships, right? Yeah. Because, well, I mean, if you know, a relating thing, communication is one of the most important keys of relationship. Yeah. Yeah. So, exactly. All right. So, what do you want to call it? I mean, yeah. All right. So, what did we what did we learn today? Uh, I think we learned that you know, even though we communicate differently, the types of things we communicate about might might be pretty similar, yeah. right? At different ages, uh, and if you want to be somebody worth having, or if you want to be with somebody, then you should be somebody that's worth having. Yeah. And then. We learned that, you know, communication, um, only only older generations use GIF emojis and stuff. I know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, only old guys use GIFs. Only old guys <laughs> use GIFs. Um, usually our generation uses like, small blurbs and stuff, and you you write whole paragraphs. That's right. And then... I will fill up your, your phone. I mean, that's <laughs> fine. Your screen. I'll, I'll read those. And, and then we also learned that we think... I'm just yeah, like you said, like a lot of the things that you went through are coming back into like our generation, just in a different form. But like right. maybe the the foundation of it is the same. And yeah, yeah. And also, we love women. Women yeah. are great. And find yourself a stable father figure. Get yourself a daddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this has been the generational divide with jason and steve we'll talk to you next time bye